everyone, and welcome to AmeriCrown Dreams, a podcast about the British royal family. I'm Caitlin. I'm Jenna. The end of the year is always such an exciting time for the royal family. The royals are out in full force, and so shall be our news coverage. We also answer a few listener questions about the future Duchess Meghan Markle. At the end of our show, get our first spoiler-free impressions of The Crown Season 2. How are you doing this fine winter's eve, Caitlin? I'm cold, mostly because I don't have my... I'm in the basement right now, and... I usually turn on a heater, but the heater is too loud for recording, so I leave it off. So mm. I'm currently in my old my old bedspread, which is a Union Jack bedspread. So I'm I'm all ready for our episode. I'm glad that you found <laughs> some way to to keep warm. But how about yourself? I'm also pretty good. You know, busy with various christmas related things you know getting closer and also my mom has a december birthday so i have to i always remember her birthday's later this week and i always remember like when i start thinking about christmas shopping like oh crap i need to get a present for like right now also so i'm trying to scramble yeah it's a lot of responsibility to get you know christmas and birthday presents at this time of year right and i know that like december babies you know usually will or will think like oh you know christmas infringes on your birthday right so i always try to make a point to like get my mom a separate present for the occasion though this year i am also uh contributing to her happiness by not buying her presents like (laughs) she's at the point where she's trying to clear out all the clutter in her house we both own copies of the life-changing magic of tidying up and so i'll see some like thing that's kind of like a tchotchke that I would normally think she would really like. And I'm like, no, she doesn't want to dust that. She doesn't want that in her house. So then I just tell her about it. And I tell her, that's your gift is that I didn't get you anything. Right. And And then then she just knows. Yeah. And she knows you were like thinking of her Mm -hmm. and things she would like. But then she doesn't need to have like the physical clutter in her life. Right. And I don't have to actually buy anything. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Win, win. (laughs) No, I'm still going to find something, but... Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, this year or this time of year, also crazy with holiday parties. Yes. We attended one. It was very fun. It's our friends, Chris and Sarah. They have a party every uh, every December. Is this the fourth or fifth year in a row? I want to say fifth, I, I feel think like. Because I, I think we've been doing the party for almost, I'm trying to think, five or six years. But I think Chris and Sarah have been doing it for at least five years. I'm trying to think. At least four. Yeah. I know it was at least four. But yeah. we had a we had a good time. And the centerpiece of that um, event is always the White Elephant Gift Exchange. Yes. Which we highly recommend if you've never played a, a round of White Elephant that you, you go to a party or throw a party with a White Elephant. Yeah. Uh, where you have all the guests bring something that they don't want or something like, not like an outright gag gift, but something really weird or funny or something you don't want in your own home. Mm-hmm. And you, you pretty much roll dice to and you pick out from this, you wrap the present or the gift that you are bringing and you have to like quickly, if you get doubles, you're supposed to like grab a present and then everyone opens their gifts and you see the weird stuff that people bring and then you're able to like there's a second round where you could steal and you obviously don't want to end up with the worst items 
Yeah, and the what is the worst considered the worst item changes drastically based on the person. Yes. <laughs> like there was this god awful adult like onesie thing that was dinosaurs and like randomly three adult men were fighting over it and it was just like oh my god that was it was it was terrifying. Um yeah, this game also is known as Yankee Swap or Dirty Santa. Oh, that's true. If you if those are what it is because there's some there are some like white elephant gift exchanges or something i don't know where like the presents are things people actually want like they're all supposed to be good they're all supposed to be like gift cards or like fun candles or things and this is not that so we had a good time i was really proud of my present that i contributed which was from treasure city throwback whoop, whoop. Because I uh, knew I would be going to this party. And so I brought a taxidermed blowfish, complete with googly eyes, which is actually quite dangerous to hold. Like, it it really, you can get, like, just me trying to wrap it and, like, put it into a cardboard box was a lot. But yeah. it, it went, was spectacular, though. It's amazing looking. And it went to a good home. It went to a person um, who is a friend of ours who actually, like, does a lot of I don't know what he would call himself. Like he aquarium, like fish. He like breeds fish. He has like a wall of aquariums. Yeah. And I like forgot about that when I bought this thinking nobody would want this piece of weird junk. And he was like, no, this is actually cool. So I'm glad that it went to somebody who actually thinks it's cool, which again is showing beauty. Another one man's trash is another man's treasure. It's so true. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Well, one year I got a rice cooker. One year I got a rice cooker, and like, I was like, "This is great." It, like a working one. Yes. Not just a broken one. Yeah. It was actually my sister was the one who brought the the rice cooker to the party, and like I was like, "This is kind of weird that you would bring this because people actually want this and like would pay money for this." Yeah. Rice cookers are great. Yeah. So I had a great haul that year well yeah this last, year not so much <laughs> no last year i ended up with one of our friends bought a tin of uh popcorn like it or like one of those big giant tubs and it has golden retriever puppies wearing like santa hats on it and i got to eat like pretty bad junk food and have this decorative tin that it, i now store christmas ornaments in so i i was very happy with my haul last year I, I left empty-handed this year. I managed to donate or get rid of my uh, both my what I ended up with and what my <laughs> husband ended up with. He got this like really loud squeaking toy, and so we oh, yeah. gave it to our friends uh, Shelby, who listens. Hi, Shelby, and we gave it. We donated it to her dog Blue, um, and then I got in exchange for getting a video of Blue playing with it, which I did get. He was very skeptical. He was like, mm, nah. I'm okay. Oh, so he didn't go for it? Well, I think the squeaker had broken before he got it got home. And so I think some some party guest may have broken it. But mm. she was like, come on, get it. Because, I mean, it still looks like a dog toy. And he kind of, like, half-heartedly tried to get it to, like, please her. And then he just kind of walked away. I think he was tired. She sent it to me after the party. So it was, like, 1230 at night. Yeah, I got some toilet paper with Donald Trump on it, and I didn't really want that near me, so I I did recycle it. So if you are listening, I I don't even remember who actually brought it. Um, I'm sorry. I think... My gift. Yeah. My gift is being recycled, which 
yeah. at least is doing something good for the environment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we would highly recommend you play White Elephant. It's fun for the whole family. Indeed. It, it truly embodies the spirit of Christmas. There are some. There were some non-family friendly gifts, though. Yeah. Namely, that calendar. <laughs> yes, there was. Yes, there. There. If there is a calendar, <laughs> uh, if you are into dragons, uh, there are some interesting calendars out there for you. But I, we won't go into much more detail because no, we have other amazing things to talk about. We today. do from from <laughs> weird dragon calendars to the queen. Let's go. Let's make that right. that leap right away. Um. We'll start off with this week's news. Um, the Queen this week, uh, on December 7th, was in Portsmouth with her daughter Anne, and they were attending the commissioning ceremony of the HMS Queen Elizabeth. Um, the HMS Queen Elizabeth is a ship, obviously. It's an aircraft character, and it is the largest warship ever built for the Royal Navy. Um, so in the... Uh, or like the PR materials I read, the distance from the keel to topmast is the height of Big Ben. Okay, I think the keel must be like the very bottom of the boat. I could be completely wrong. And then the topmast, I'm assuming, is the top of the mast. Sure. Um, and the height of Big Ben. And I'm assuming they mean, I'm going to be all like pedantic and stuff and say, don't they mean the Elizabeth Tower? Because Big Ben is just the bell. You're right. I don't know, though. Maybe. The, but yeah, so it's it's a big ship. While there, both uh, our, Elizabeth was looking really nice in in a royal purple color. Yes, uh, she was. I noticed that. I was like, that is really like a striking purple. Yeah, it was. I can't describe it. It's just like really bright. Very, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like, I can't think of any kind of apt comparison, but she looked really good. Very visible. And Anne was wearing her naval officer's uniform um, since she is in the British Royal Navy or was in the British Royal Navy. And the two of them were inspecting the ranks of the Royal Guard. So they were, you know, looking at these young men, making sure they were up to scratch. And then they got to end their day by inspecting a cake, which was a replica of the ship. And it was uh, one of those like crazy sculptural cakes. And my favorite part of it is in they had made little sailors out of fondant. And then they also made a queen out of fondant. And they're one of the sailors is holding a sign that says HMS. And then the queen is holding a sign that says me since it's the HMS Queen Elizabeth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And um, it was just a fun, fun event that united several of my favorite things, you know, Tall ships. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I was like, wait, no, what? No. I was like, no. You, you cake think I learned and, about you. Cake and handsome, <laughs> handsome guys. So, you know, I'll I'll deal with it. The color purple. Yeah. yeah. Very it nice. Fun, it looked like a very fun event. And I, this actually reminded me that we should play um, Battleship soon. We need to. That's our usual <laughs> Christmas uh, event is playing Electronic Battleship. Yes. Um. We'll have to keep Circa, that in mind. I don't know. It's at, at least, my set is at least from 2005. So at least, yeah. I, I should check the batteries, but. Uh, Do you have it at your house? Or is that your I parents' think, house? It's at my house, yeah. Okay, good. Good to know. Next yeah. time I. I've got it. Come over. And I always <laughs> know that I, I need to make sure I put 
I I type in H8 because you will always or or is it Hotel 8 or Hotel Yeah, Six? Hotel yeah. 8. You every single time you have a ship at Hotel 8 and I always like radar confirms hit at Hotel 8. I can't help it even I know. though there is not a Hotel 8. It's Hotel 8. But I can't or help it's it. It's Motel 6, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> who knows? But yeah, so moving on to uh, Prince Philip, who, yeah, we obviously don't hear much from him these days as he is officially retired. And uh, as part of that uh, retirement celebration, a new portrait was released on December 11th um, that was painted this year. And uh, when I first saw it, I actually thought it was a picture of him. So me too. I was, I was like, whoa. When people, I was like, oh my gosh, this person is this is very talented. Yeah, I was t- uh, po- painted by Australian artist uh, Ralph Hymans, and um, it's on display at the Museum of Natural History at the Fredericksburg Castle in Denmark, um, which you put in a note here is the castle from the prince and me right when if you have listened to our episode the prince and me and i where we talk about how impactful that film was on our youth and our present day um one of the things i remember is that they actually filmed at uh they filmed it in denmark and instead of you know they didn't have access to the real current royal residences but they had uh they filmed like the library scene in this museum and I remembered that and looked up at my notes or looked at my notes from back in that episode and was excited to see that Prince Philip will be in that castle. So Prince Edvard is going to be going to be looking at him, assumedly. <laughs> and this makes a lot of sense because Philip is part of the Danish royal family. I mean, like most of the royal family members are interrelated, but right. Yeah. And I thought something really interesting about the portrait was so... When you're looking at it, he's, he's in a like a corridor, mm-hmm. and they mentioned that like down the hallway of that corridor is where his mother was born. Yeah, which I thought was really really cool because his yeah his mother is a um, obviously uh, related to Queen or he's obviously related to Queen Elizabeth, their second cousins, I believe. I think so. so. Yeah, so they both uh, have a maternal. Uh, great-grandmother in Queen Victoria. <laughs> and I will say I should know more about this because I was reading Prince Philip's Wikipedia page while I was watching The Crown because um, obviously they spend a lot of time on Philip in this second season. They do. And um, as part of that, I was also reading about his mother. And so I should remember, I think his mother was either the daughter, I think was the granddaughter of Queen Victoria. Um, yeah. So daughter of a daughter and Mm -hmm. so he you know has that connection but yeah his mother was born at windsor castle what a small world for them i know (laughs) weird (laughs) it is it really is like like i mean you just think about like oh you know if this was happening in the united states we'd be like oh that's kind of weird but then we're like oh you know but i mean it was a different time and there were different restrictions on who could marry whom and mm-hmm. all that jazz. So yeah. it is a little bit of a different thing. Yeah, but a new exciting portrait. Yeah, so check that out. It's They posted it on their social media as per mm-hmm. usual. Moving along, uh, Charles was up to quite a bit this uh, past week, but we're going to focus on one, uh, <laughs> one aspect of that. Um, 
that that got a lot of news. Um, so on December 7th, uh, Charles was doing an investiture ceremony, and one of the uh, persons who was being inducted, or invested, I don't know, was Ed Sheeran, the pop singer. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you call him. So he was made... The Shape of You uh, <laughs> singer? Writer of Rita Ora's <laughs> love song. <laughs> Um, he was made an MBE for, uh, services to music and charity. Um, and there were two things, the, the, like, most, uh, people were kind of freaking out because he committed a breach of protocol while receiving his MBE. So, and this is hilarious because at the party this weekend, my husband's like, you guys see this? Ed Sheeran totally messed up with Prince Charles. And we're, I, I actually hadn't seen it. I was like, good for you, yeah. honey. You did it. You found something before I did. Um, but apparently, so protocol is that, you know, when you receive your MBE, you shake hands with the person investing you. Um, and Ed Sheeran, in addition to, like, doing a normal handshake, also took his left hand and kind of clapped Prince Charles on the arm. Like, kind of like a warmer handshake. But... You're not supposed to do that. Um, I don't think that the palace was too mad, though, for two reasons. One, that's the photo they used on their official, like, social media. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think they were like, oh, this is disrespectful, because I don't think they would do that. And second, so Ed Sheeran was involved in another investiture uh, last year, allegedly, because he's he's walked this back. But um, last year, uh, in November, I think... A story came out, Ed Sheeran had this, like, cut on his face right under his eye. And people were like, what happened to you? And he told the story, I think he told the story, that he was at a party with a bunch of British celebrities. And Princess Beatrice was there. And she was jokingly pretending to knight James Blunt, the You're Beautiful singer, and the guy who makes his current career, like, making fun of himself. So she's pretending to knight him and then, like, pulls a sword away and accidentally supposedly cut uh, Ed Sheeran in the face. And so, um, again, he walked that back later. So I don't know if that, you know, what actually happened, but that's what was reported. And um, it's so if, if that is indeed what happened, then I think that the palace is, like, willing to overlook a, a slight arm touch on his part. But, yeah, so... It's interesting that he's now, at least now he's got real recognition. He's not just a an injured bystander. Though I would love to have been there for that. That seems super funny. Also, I would have freaked out. Yeah. Well, like, yes, Warren. Really? I know. <laughs> uh, hopefully there was somebody else there who, who had their wits about them and, and right. access to a first aid kit. Exactly. But that reminds me, my brother is a pilot and he flew Ed Sheeran. Um <laughs> He's like, a, he does like short, short, he's like a newer pilot. So he does shorter things. And so I got a text from my mom that was like, your brother flew Ed Sheeran today. And I was like, oh. And then she's like, yeah, his reaction is, who is that? <laughs> and then also he's very short. So yes. that was, that was to be expected. But I was like, wow, such a, such a celebrity sighting. Indeed. Did he thank your brother for, you know, safely transporting him i don't know maybe um i don't i don't know i think he might have realized that my brother had no idea who he was so maybe he was very 
yeah, maybe he was very thankful for that, or maybe he was very, um, like, realized that his he's not reaching the target gra- demographic of uh, men uh, who are in their uh, late 20s to early 30s, you know? That's yeah. not, those aren't <laughs> the people buying his albums, and maybe he was upset by that. I don't know. But that's still cool. I yeah. love a good celebrity sighting. I know. <sighs> but yes, uh, another celebrity in our yeah that's really the only time we really cover any of the you know master or the orders or anything is when a celebrity gets them yeah or like we have we need to check in with the royal doing the investing because like they've been quiet lately or something right uh but one of our favorite people uh jk rowling received uh an award today uh december 12th she was invested as a member of the order of companions of honor uh, for her services uh, to literature and philanthropy. Those both make sense. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of something really funny that would not make sense for her, but I did not think of it in time. So that was a missed joke, but that's okay. Uh, but this order is, it's actually a quite small group. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, for her services to janitorial staff or something. Yeah, I don't know. For her services. Yeah, I can't think of it either. It's just yeah. not that kind of night. I should have thought about it beforehand, but mm. next time. Insert your I'll own joke it. here. Yeah, We'll exactly. wait, and then we'll laugh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, in this order, so there's only 65 members at any time, and uh, Rowling will join uh, Dame Maggie Smith and Stephen Hawking to this club. Yeah, so Professor and... McGonagall is welcoming her in. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Perfect. Yes, William was actually the one who did. He did, um, okay. He did do the awards. Uh, so he's been having uh, a nerd dream day. We'll get we'll get to more on that in a second. Did you have something else to add? I just, yeah, I just love when she gets awards. I also really liked her outfit. Uh, I did too. It, she looked great. Yeah, I have not seen her in a while. Uh, as, you know, there's not a ton of Harry Potter these days. And there wasn't obviously a Fantastic Beast movie this year, mm-hmm. but I think she looks stellar. She was in navy blue and had a beautiful hat, topper I, of some sort. I think her hair color is really good. Yes, it, that I think that was the major difference. It's I was like, like I really think it, it warms up her features. It's a perfect like shade of reddish auburn type thing. Yeah, because she had been blonde for a while. I feel like yeah, she had been a little bit more strawberry blonde when this is a little richer and deeper. Yeah, know. she looked good. So it was good to slay s- girl slay. Yeah, it's good to see her, though. I still am still like kind of JK. I mean, what are you talking about when you talk about your Johnny Depp statement? I I'm oh, that yeah. was disappointing. And I hope you reconsider Ooh. your thoughts. It just it just seemed like force like she's been like backed into a corner. I think so. I think she has like, yeah, because I was just like this, like this is from someone who is constantly like yelling at people on Twitter. Yeah. And, and from somebody and, who, you know, was in and like in, I don't know if it, I don't think it was an abusive marriage physically mm-hmm. or anything, but somebody who certainly is, you know, expressed, you know, firm support for women to, you know, pursue happiness and leave people. They're not happy. I don't know. I just, mm, I didn't like yeah. it. Yeah. So I, th- I think I've thought it's interesting that she was able to make that statement because I think there's very few people who would be able to make that statement and really kind of get away with it in a sense. Like people are mad and annoyed at her, but 
I feel like if some other people who aren't as beloved as she... I know. ...had made the same statement, they would be, like... Their books would be, like... There'd be boycotts and stuff like that, I so... And that's what's so yeah. hard, though, because, like, I love her book so much and I mostly oh, right. agree with her I would say on 98% of things I agree with her very much on this particular mm-hmm. thing I think she's extremely wrong like yeah. she just I think and I don't know if that's I don't necessarily buy that that's how she really feels either oh absolutely and so I think she's trying to be like or if it is it's like she's been I don't know like not she certainly tricked, doesn't care but or yeah <laughs> not tricked but like you know, been able to buy what she was sold. Because I really, I don't know. I read a lot of blind gossip sites and other celebrity blind items and just kind of the the dregs of the internet, so to speak, when it comes to celebrity gossip. And I do know you have Mm -hmm. to take quite a lot of that with a grain of salt because it is unsubstantiated Mm -hmm. and it's not like reportable facts because that's the whole point is that you can't, like, they're crafted so that you can avoid, like, defamation lawsuits when somebody isn't willing to go on the record. And, um, like, there's just a lot out there that I, I I don't agree with what her statement was. And also, it's Johnny yeah. Depp. Like, recast it. He was right. in for five seconds. Recast him. It's so true. He's not worth it. Like, no. I, I can't remember, like, the last time I've watched a movie with him where I've been like, yeah, I'm feeling this. Like... Pirates of the Caribbean was great, mm-hmm. but it's like I generally don't get why the first he, one why too. why he makes money. No, and you, I think when we saw Fantastic Beasts, you had a really good idea, didn't you? Say like Christoph Waltz would have been a good choice for Grindelf- Grindelwald instead. Yeah, and I totally agree with you. Like, let's get a German person who is very good at like you know being an actor, and to my knowledge, currently as I speak, doesn't have this really horrible personal life or like this horrible part of his you know life happening like no one's watching this movie to see johnny depp they're watching it because it is a spinoff of a harry potter of the universe Mm -hmm. so i just i feel like he's completely someone we can get rid of but uh i think we could go on for a whole episode i know sorry derailing Yeah, which, you know, we could do, we, when we were thinking about, like, what we should actually start a podcast about, we were like, well, naturally we could do Harry Potter, but there's already so many, so. Right. And, and there were, there and was, it's not very fresh. <laughs> yeah, there are, I mean, there are great, there are great podcasts out there. I can't remember the name of the one that I keep hearing oh, about. Oh, Mugglecast. Mugglecast is, is good. Um, yeah. There's another one that came out kind of recently. Whatever. Well, maybe yeah, there's a lot another time. <laughs> there's a lot. You can follow your own heart, but we'll 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 move on. Anyways, congrats, JK. We have, you know, we have feelings. Mm-hmm. And we, we said our things. <laughs> yes, I've said my piece. Um, but yeah, continuing. <laughs> yeah, continuing on. So uh, usually we kind of go person by person in our news. Um, but this week we're going to wrap up kind of William, Harry, and Kate into one bigger chronological segment because the three of them kind of did various solo events and events together. And so it just kind of made more sense to do it that way this week. Um, So I will start first on December 5th. um, We saw Harry um, only in video form, alas. He uh, appeared um, via video to recognize the winners of the Queen's Young Leaders Award for 2018. And this is an award. This is the fourth year 
that it's being given out. I think it's the last. And it is an award that is given to young people for their work to help others in the Commonwealth. And he, um, you know, talked a lot about, you know, how what a great impact these young people are making on their countries and on the world as a whole by uh, kind of doing this work. And this is um, the recognition, like, or the award that you'll see throughout the year him uh, when he or William are in different countries where they'll have receptions with young people. When they're in different Commonwealth countries, they'll have receptions with young people and um, take photos. And that's what uh, this is. So we're looking forward to seeing more photos of him around the Commonwealth with this year's winners. <laughs> Sweet. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he'll bring Megan with him. Yeah. So tell us about yeah. what happened the next day. Yeah, so William and Kate were in uh, Manchester uh, to attend the Children's Global Media Summit. And uh, so they had several things they did that day. It was a very busy day. Uh, But uh, they started their day off at uh, BBC Children's, um, where they were part of or at least looked at um, a focus group uh, called Stepping Out, uh, which aims to find out more about how children feel about certain issues, including mental health and challenges, um, and they took part in those sessions, and then uh, then they watched the filming as it was being filmed of um, a boy named Josh Gale, who's 14 years old, who um, talked about his mental health challenges and explained to uh, the group of children who were there uh, what it felt like to actually, you know, speak about his issues and be open about them, which I assume have been positive. Yes, I think then, so. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then they met school children outside, and someone very special was there, Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. Who I believe is one of Prince George's favorites, and probably Prince Princess Charlotte's favorites, because I know William has mentioned Peppa a few times. And I couldn't recognize all of them, but I did recognize Peppa Pig. Cause yeah, I'm wondering if there are other characters from that show. Or oh, whatever. Probably. I'm assuming that, or it's just other like BBC children's show characters, and we don't happen mm-hmm. to have those programs here in the US. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't recognize it. But yeah. Okay, they were talking to little kids, and it was cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then William attended a private meeting about cyberbullying, while Kate attended a Sesame Street workshop. Uh, but no pictures with the Muppets? Which... I know. I would be like, where are, where's Kermit? Where is, you know, maybe not Kermit, sorry, Big Bird or like Snuffleupagus. Yeah, Snuffy would be that, great. Oscar the Grouch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Grover. I mean, really, any, Bert and Ernie, any of them. Right. I would, I would have been very happy. Yeah. And then William gave a speech at the event, which... I did not listen to. I don't know if you did. I so, saw what my it was. Apologies. It was about um, pretty much what they they were there to do, which was talk about yeah. like children's media and how it can help their mental health initiative. So how you know like depictions of children who you know are having mental health challenges, um, you know how that can be really important for kids to know that it's normal to be sad and it's also normal to seek help. If they are, you know, in a tough spot. And yeah. And then also talked about like his cyberbullying 
initiative. So pretty much what what they were there to do. He talked about all those, all that work everyone's doing. Nice. And cool. And then uh, Kate and Will appeared on the children's show uh, Blue Peter. And uh, this show is, a if you aren't in the UK, is the longest running children's program in the UK. And uh, there is a special award that they received while they were uh, appearing on the show, which was the Gold Blue Peter Badge for their work in children's mental health. And uh, they joined the ranks of David Beckham. Ooh. who has also won this award. So it's not that many people have it, but they seemed very touched to receive this award. <laughs> so they now have this little cute badge cute. That, I ho- that they can wear. And uh, Finally, yeah, George is going to be impressed with something they got. Right. They'll be like, we're on TV on something that you actually probably might watch. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, at the event, uh, Kate wore an L.K. Bennett coat, which was gorgeous. And on the last episode, I talked about how I loved her kind of plaid, like, Zara coat. So I was very excited to see that she has a similar kind of styled coat. Um, this one's a lot longer, though. And then uh, she pulled out, can you guess what she pulled out, listeners, for her dress? It was goat, once again, for her another maternity wear, um, which was their LED dress in berry pink. And yeah, it kind of had, I don't know, I would say it was like kind of wavy, the like the sleeve and the neck detailing, like it was kind of a little puffy. It was a little bit like, like it was a more or a less dramatic, you know, like the crazy sleeve fad that's happening. It was like kind of trumpet sleeves, but not like, and they, they came back. I feel like they kind of turned in a little bit. Yeah, it was interesting. I liked it a lot. Um, I think it was like a good way to bring interest to an otherwise plain or shift dress. Like those details along with the color. I think it was really nice. But I can't believe she wore a goat again. I know. This is the fourth time we've seen her in it recently. Yeah, I just think it's interesting because I I mean, they have really interesting clothing and it's not... um... You know, it's not just any brand, but I feel like I'm just wondering if she just like if she was just really tired one day and she just ended up on their website (laughs) and she's just like she's just like, oh, these all look great. And then she just kind of bought them and she's like, I don't have to return them like they all work wonderfully. And I didn't have Mm -hmm. to like go on to another website. Yeah. And they all fit her. And (laughs) she's like, yeah. But yeah, I want nothing particularly. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I go ahead. I was gonna say because there's nothing particularly like that. Goat offers, like as far as like their their um, like their style, that you can't find in other like brands. Like as far as like um, not the style, but like the cut of a shorter you know dress that you could wear with tights. Yeah, I so. I think she's just still really drawn to kind of yeah their retro feel that kind of comes with their brand. Yeah, and I think that you're I think it's probably again like it, she found she probably did like go there and buy a bunch of clothes. And this uh she just decided like yeah, I'm going to wear all this stuff cuz she is doing a lot more uh a lot more engagements it seems um with this during this pregnancy. And so I wouldn't be surprised if she kind of, you know, needed to find a lot of dresses 
that would fit her at various stages of her pregnancy. And so she just kind of like bought in bulk from various brands. And so this might be just like she realized, okay, these goat dresses with this silhouette work really well for, you know, the stage she's at right now. And so she's going to wear them all now before she, you know, grows out of them. Yep. And then she has to probably move into some more explicitly like maternity. maternity Sorry. Yeah. Because we see she's also mixing in like rewears from past pregnancies. But I think it's just that she's got so many more events to do that she probably did just like go to like brands she knows and she likes from past maternity wear and um, got a lot of like, you know, just everyday, quote unquote, everyday kind of stuff. For sure. So we'll see if the goat pattern continues in her wardrobe in the next couple of weeks. But as it gets colder, I don't know. It doesn't seem like co- goat makes as many like thicker, more wintry things. So if it continues to be, you know, snowy and cold and stuff, we may not see it as much. Yeah. Maybe time to retire the goat, but we'll find out. We will. Yeah. And then and then the last thing is, yeah, for as far as clothing, uh, is that there was a woman in an awesome suit that Kate met with. And uh, so I the, think we just want to give her a shout out. Yeah, again, just I like re- complimenting the random people we see in these snapshots. Not that they're listening, but um, this is in one of the pictures on the Kensington Palace Instagram. I think it's like a series of photos that they posted of uh, Will and Kate out that particular day. And Kate's walking into the building. She's like in the atrium or something. She's meeting a group of people. And there's this woman who has this amazing like red patterned suit on. And she, it looks so smart and so cool. And it, I just loved it so much. It's nothing in this world that I could pull off. I don't think a lot of people could, but she definitely could. And so I want to just say props to you because looking at the pictures usually you know i'm looking at kate first and i definitely my i was drawn to to you so if this were america's next top model you would have won the challenge that week um so then the next item we're gonna go to um back to harry and so um this isn't an, an official event but i thought it was worth commenting on just because it it adds to the rich tapestry that is prince harry's life um, so this weekend, uh, Harry reportedly was on a private holiday in Germany. Um, he was vis- there with his, like a, a large group of people. Um, but he was visiting the house of his friend and his friend is named Prince Franz Albrecht zu Ottingen Spielberg. Did I say that right? <laughs> but he is, I think so. It's, yeah. it's a great name. Um, but Prince Franz. Franz, uh, he has a house. I don't remember where in Germany. I didn't write it down. But he has a like a castle. Just like imagine a castle in like mountains or something. That's probably what it looks like. And apparently people were um, meeting there for a private hunting trip. I don't know whether or not Harry did any hunting. Um, and without knowing that, not going to get into the whole discussion on that particular topic. But yeah. um, I will mention that last time Harry visited... Prince Franz's place was to see hit, uh, Prince Franz's wedding to his act to his actress girlfriend, a woman named Cleopatra von Al- Edelsheim von Ernest, which is again a mouthful. And why don't we have interesting names like this? I know. I feel denied. 
like their names so are good. just like like their names just look so beautiful and they like y- you just wonder how they f- how they personalize anything because it's just so long like um <laughs> i mean also you know some so i have a very common last name and my parents um they said, oh, we named you Jenna because it was kind of unique and interesting. And since you have a common last name, um, you know, that's the thing. Well, they didn't do too good of a job because Jenna was somewhat popular when I was born. Um, yeah. But like Cleo, this this woman's parents, they did not like, oh, her last name is Von Edelsheim Von Ernst. Well, we're still going to name her Cleopatra. Which <laughs> bold move, man. I I salute you. That's that's cool. I mean, are you now reconsidering your possible baby names to include Cleopatra? Because I'm just gonna say that would be I would support that. It's very powerful. It is. <laughs> I mean It's also a C. So. It is a C. So yeah. If that you would fit everything that I've purchased already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> well, well We'll One see. day, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe if um if you have uh, if your baby name of choice gets used up on this this first kid, and then the second one comes along and you don't have anything, I I submit Cleopatra into yes. the consideration. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was what Harry was up to. Um, Megan was not there. We'll talk more about where Megan was later in the show, but um, assumedly Harry was having a a good time um with some of his friends, kind of. Um, you know, getting ready um, for for his uh, upcoming wedding. And I hope he was, you know, he's probably having to interact with some ex-girlfriends on this weekend. I think they said one article or one thing said like 60 people were at this party. Jeez. So I can imagine him having to explain gently to some particular girls. It's not, it, it wasn't you, it was me. You know, I'm so happy, mm-hmm. you know, like just, just being nice, being the guy trying not to rub it in their faces that he found his dream woman today there it was a very busy day so we're recording december 12th um and william was involved in an investiture ceremony at buckingham palace this morning and this is also when he gave that award to jk rowling um and as part of this ceremony he presented an mbe to a woman named rosemary johnson and she has an amazing story so she was a violinist with the welsh national opera and uh, in 1988, she was in a car accident, and uh, as a result, she suffered a traumatic brain injury and was in a coma for seven months. So when she came out of that, she had lost uh, uh, use of uh, her, I think she had lost, she had become paralyzed, and she uh, had a lot of cognitive impairments, and she had to work really hard to get back to where she had been. Um, she about 10 years ago paired up with uh i think it's plymouth university and let me just go to this story because i want to get this right but um she paired up with this university in in england uh and they have this technology branch yeah it's plymouth university and the royal hospital for neurodisability in london and they trained her and developed this computer software uh called brain computer music interfacing software and so she now can make music by and how it works is she focuses on different colored lights on a computer screen, selecting notes and phrases to be played and can alter composition as it is performed live 
by live musicians. And so the intensity of her mental focus can change the volume and speed of the piece, which is like this intersection of just um, somebody who's you know an artist and who is able to do amazing things with the help of technology. So I was quite inspired. I did not know her story before today. Yeah, that is so cool and makes me feel like very dumb because I have not figured out how to even like I don't know fix a light bulb or well I don't know put a light bulb in but <laughs> yeah how many Caitlin's does it take to screw in a light bulb no well I was saying like you we have this for two weeks running your husband has had to come rescue us from tech, technical difficulties yeah <laughs> but I mean I I think that it speaks a lot I I mean but again this is why she has an MBE we don't <laughs> right <laughs> baby I mean she's extraordinary and um. It's just, I love reading stories like this and learning about people who, you know, I otherwise wouldn't know about as an American. Right. Exactly. So true. So true. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah. So, also today, uh, what Kate was up to was that she was in um, North Kensington uh, at a um, Christmas party for uh, a Magic Mums group uh, run by the Rugby uh, Portobello Trust. And uh, this group works with uh, children and their parents to kind of set up kind of extracurriculars for kids or even support services like homework groups and, uh, yeah, any support services like uh, tutoring and volunteering and, uh, and, oh my gosh, I just blinked. And, yeah, like counseling and all of that, uh, as is part of what you know kate william and harry are part of you know the uh, heads together uh group uh so yeah uh kate helped hand out christmas presents to parents and children and that those pictures if you haven't seen them please go look at them they are posted on the kensington palace instagram are so cute and there's videos too yeah yeah and um some of the families were um people who were affected by the Grenfell Tower fire. Um, so I know this is probably a very difficult time of year having, you know, lost everything. So it was probably a really kind of fun treat to come to this party and also to maybe see Kate if that's something they're excited to see yeah. this year. I know I would be. I would be like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. thank you for coming out to see us. I like, uh, your, I like your coat. Can I have it? No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ugh. so Kate was in a royal repeat for herself. Uh, it was her Seraphine Sparkle Coat, uh, which is the kind of the dark uh, purple kind of tweed dress or uh, dress coat that she wore in New York City when she was pregnant with Charlotte. Um, so a very cute kind of great dress uh, or dress coat, I should say, for to add to her uh yeah, long list of maternity wear. So this one's, yeah, obviously a specific maternity dress. Uh, and this one is one you can personally buy, even Ooh. if you're not pregnant. They just say you should order a size down Okay. on the website. So if you are like, I want this coat, but I don't want it to look like I'm pregnant or to have too much fabric. If you order a size down, they say you should be okay. Very good those. to know. Yeah, it's really funny. I've been on the Seraphine website before because I was like, oh, maybe I should look at what they have. And it's surprising how many celebrities wear that brand when they're pregnant. I feel it is, they have really 
they're really the go-to brand. So is it expensive? I I don't know it's, much about. It varies. It varies. So a lot of what Kate wears. So they have a luxe line. Okay. And so a lot of what Kate wears. So she has like a powder blue coat from Seraphine also, and that's also part of their luxe line. And so those items are usually more than two hundred dollars. Okay. Uh, but then they do but, they do have some more reasonably priced things like seventy dollar dresses, which is pretty normal. Yeah. For a maternity wear if you're not, um, you know, buying something from like a Target or whatnot. Yeah. I mean, and like $200 for a coat. I mean, that's not cheap by any means, but that's kind of more in line with what, you know, you would spend on a wool coat. Right. If you're getting a nice coat. So it's not $2,000. Exactly. So it's definitely not absurdly expensive. It's definitely something that anybody could wear. Or a lot of people could afford to do, especially and especially if people are like, I'm going to be pregnant more than once. You kind of do want these investment pieces. So yeah. you're not like, oh, I have to go buy more clothes. And if you and if you live someplace in a cold climate, you know, if you live in Florida, maybe not worth the two hundred dollars. But if you think you're going to have a couple kids and be pregnant during the winter. Finally, um, to this evening. William and Harry were out together uh, for the European premiere of Star Wars The Last Jedi. Um, this was at Royal, the Royal Albert Hall. And as uh, you may know, they have uh, cameos in this film as stormtroopers. I'm not sure you'll be able to pick them out in those crowd scenes, but <laughs> I, you know, I'll certainly try if I go see this in theaters. Um, but uh, this premiere was an event to benefit the Royal Foundation, which is the charity run by William, Harry, and Kate. And um, as a special treat, they invited some of the families who were affected by the Grenfell Tower tragedy. Um, I think we must be coming up on a six-month commemoration of Mm -hmm. that, or not commemoration, because that sounds like you're celebrating, but like recognition, because there's another upcoming event on December 14th, which is a Grenfell Tower National Memorial Service um, at St. Paul's Cathedral. And that will be attended by Will, Kate, and Harry. So that's just as an aside. Um, there are some good pictures from this premiere. Um, will and Harry got to interact with, um, what's it called? BB-8? Is that yep. what it is? The little ball. The little ball yeah, the thing. The robot. Mm-hmm. They met um, Luke Skywalker. And Ray, I and other actors in the film, and uh, seem to have a good time there. And hopefully, they enjoyed the film. And I wonder if they had been given any clues into how to spot themselves. But yeah, well, I will. Uh, I may go see it this weekend. So All right, I if will you do, attempt to attempt to identify out. them. Yeah, I'll I'll actually have my husband since he seems to know way too much about stormtroopers because mm-hmm. uh, he has lots of thoughts and feelings on them, uh, <laughs> which I will not relay here because it's boring. Yeah, uh, unlike our J.K. Might... Rowling tirade, right? <laughs> uh, he might be like, "Those people aren't walking, right? They're not. They're not clones. No, they can't be clones. Yeah, so." Who knows? But uh, I'll report back if I do end up seeing it and I 
have a feeling of how to spot them but yeah <laughs> um well I also want to say I did text you earlier today because I was um looking at Instagram over lunch and the Kensington Palace Instagram had a hilarious like Star Wars scroll like you know the the opening scene yeah. where the text is flying up and the theme song is playing they had that but like about the prince's uh appearance at the premiere and i texted you i was like did you see what they said and you just texted back nerds yeah (laughs) yeah well it says like a a long time ago in a galaxy far away two princes yeah like boo yeah (laughs) oh my gosh i'm sure they loved it so yeah um it was a good one it was a good way to promote it it is definitely especially you know can't give them too much crap if they're um you're having this premiere to benefit to, for their the benefit of their foundation and mm. stuff but um yeah but yeah so we'll just give you kind of a rundown of just some quick upcoming events for uh william kate and harry uh not for all of them but uh on december 14th yep like you just said jenna they'll be sorry out for the Oh, why'd you say sorry? No, I was say, I jumped the gun a little bit, but I figured oh, no, I'd tie fine. it in. I thought talking. I would just repeat because okay. repetition is important. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, December 14th, William, Kate, and Harry will attend the Grenfell Tower Memorial Services at St. Paul. And then uh, December 15th, Harry will represent the Queen at the Sovereign's Parade. And then uh, a, this week was announced William and Kate will be handed to Scandinavia. Yeah. Uh, we we knew that they were going, but now we have dates. Yes, and I'm very excited about these dates. It is also over the Super Bowl, so that's Oh, sounds... good. We can focus yeah. on something else. I know. In our sadness when we're trapped in our homes or our... Or our, our parents' business. homes or something. Yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can look upon Will and Kate instead for some enjoyment. So, yeah. So, from January 30th through the 31st, they will be in Stockholm, Sweden, and then uh, February 1st and 2nd, they'll be in Oslo, Norway. So I'm very excited about this tour because I love Scandinavia. And this is a multiple day trip. So I'm sure they'll be very busy. Yeah, I'll have to start thinking about where I think they're going to go in Norway. Because I've been to Oslo. I have not been to Stockholm. As a Norwegian person, I have thoughts on where they'll probably end up. But yes, I would love to hear where you think are some, some must must be spots for them to visit. I mean, there's the no so like the Nobel Prize I know is given in Sweden, but like mm-hmm. there's a museum in Oslo. Then there's also a theater where like that recognizes that does a lot of like Ibsen stuff. Um there's a Viking ship museum, mm-hmm. which is cool. And then um what was I doing to say? Oh, there's a, a a fort there that has a museum that talks about Norwegian uh resistance fighter it's like their resistance museum because like if you think of french resistance fighters norway also had those and it was really cool so they might do that Uh, yeah i'm pretty excited because i feel like it these are much colder climates than we've seen them in before besides obviously when they go skiing together so i'm really hoping for some some really good jackets good coats kate yeah well, they could also go to the or some hats. The, the National Gallery, because that's where the, the painting The Scream is. Oh. And they could pose doing the face. No, I don't <laughs> think they'll actually do that. But it'll be, it'll be fun to see. 
Did they announce anything as far as I didn't see anything about Prince and Prince George or Charlotte coming with? I, I they will probably stay, but I don't know. They came with them to Germany. They did come to Germany. I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, I I don't know. Then they would be in cute little winter outfits too. Oh, I know. Yeah. So we'll see. But I could see them leaving them at home. Right. It's not Especially, terribly far away. I'm, and I also think since there will probably be like other interactions with the royal families of Sweden and Norway, um, you know, there might be some tiaras being taken out and polished up. So I don't know if they'd want to bring them, especially like since they would have like those evening events that would assumedly keep them out kind of later than, than like the other kind of events they did in Poland and Germany. So we'll see. Maybe they'll, George and Charlotte will go stay with uh, grandma and grandpa Middleton or something instead. But I want them to come with. Yeah, that'd be great. But yeah, once we see kind of a full itinerary or at least some sort of itinerary, we can discuss a little bit more about what what we think uh, they might do or what kind of clothing we might expect. And then uh, we'll go from there. So yay, I'm excited this is happening. Yeah, me too. So now we'll talk about Megan. And so we're just going to go over some interesting news items first before we get to a fun little segment at the end. First, um, big news was that the home that she rented in Toronto uh, while filming. And so she lived there for the last, I don't know how many years, five to seven. I don't know if she initially moved in there, but that is uh, for sale now. So it is on it is listed for $1.4 million, um, which is approximately 800,000 pounds. Um, I don't know if this is Canadian dollars or U.S. dollars. The article I read didn't specify, but Mm -hmm. needless to say, I cannot afford it. So um, my thoughts on the matter is that somebody, hopefully one of you listeners out there, is a very rich person who can invest in this Canadian real estate and turn it into an Airbnb so Caitlin and I can come stay there. Yes, I would do it. I'm gonna. I have amazing reviews on Airbnb, so I'm an excellent uh, renter. And I've never traveled on Airbnb, so but like I, that must mean. I mean, if I I can do at least one trip beforehand, so I get a five star review, yeah. and then well, no, I w- I could I'll reserve it. You we could don't reserve have to it. Worry, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I I would totally go live there. And I've never been to Toronto. I've always wanted to go. Oh. So I've heard they is that are they known for their hot dogs? Is that what it is? Oh, I have or no idea. Crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna I Google gonna look this it up right now. You Google okay. it. Well, I talk okay. about the hilarious caption. So okay. this um, Telegraph article um, that was talking about the the house being put on the market. There's a photo you can like see the photos of the house that the real estate agent has listed, and it's like of course beautifully decorated and super tasteful and. Um, my favorite, though, is there's a picture of this, like, gorgeous bathroom that's completely marble. And the caption underneath it said, the real estate agent pointed out that Prince Harry would have used this bathroom. <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> I get it. Like, again, we're weirdos talking about how we would love to go stay there. But that particular point was not, like, necessary. That's not the, that's <laughs> not the reason. I would be way more, like... Oh my God! Do you think that they had dinner at that table over there? Like, right. or, like you know? Oh my God! This is where the couch was. They snuggled up here. You know, like that would be more, or like 
no, the I don't need to picture that aspect of Harry staying in that apartment. That's weird. No, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So do they have famous hot dogs, Caitlin? Or... They do. Yes, okay, good. Good. I'm um, glad you didn't there, pick that up. There's, yeah, I was like, I don't know why I feel this way. But yeah, so near the CN Tower, there are like a bunch of hot dog like vendors. It's very interesting. Yeah. So there's uh, a lot of places. So uh, hopefully Harry's had one of their, uh, their, their fancy Franks. And if hopefully, again, we get this is turned into a vacation rental place and we can go. Yeah. We will go get hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. Um, At least I I know I like hot dogs, but. Well, I do too. <laughs> nothing against them. Okay, cool. Do you want to take the next item or should I? I sure do. Okay. I sure do. Because uh, I think this one's kind of funny as well. Uh, Harry has reportedly quit smoking for Megan. Uh, so currently he, obviously they live in Nottingham Cottage um, on near Kensington, or on the Kensington Palace grounds. And uh, that is non-smoking uh but harry if you kind of look at photos from over the years especially him coming out of club especially during his clubbing phase and all that and when he's out and about he he's often been photographed smoking and uh and and it's been very recent where i haven't seen a photo of him actually smoking so i don't know if he was still smoking and just was more discreet about it uh but he's reportedly quit smoking so excellent choice sir good job harry within minutes you know you're already breathing better so and saving money and not smelling gross so Mm -hmm. yay good for you i'm glad you're willing to make this sacrifice because megan doesn't seem like a person who wants to walk around smelling like no or kiss that yeah um another news item for megan (laughs) which i hope is very true um is something that the sun has reported so uh (laughs) whether or not it is true is debatable because we don't have any kind of external proof of this but this that reminds me is that we should maybe not this episode but in a future episode go through kind of like a spectrum of like believability of my papers oh yeah and like political slant and stuff like that that's a good topic maybe i i think that would be helpful because i think a lot of people are like the sun the telegraph like daily mail yeah a lot of people know like daily mail daily mail yeah but uh, the thing is though with with celebrity news the daily mail like they they do insane stories like just on random people who you've never heard of but their headlines are a form of art but they do have a record of kind of being first on legitimate celebrity stories. So they're kind of like rival TMZ in that fashion. But like they also kind of, you know, have a they have an, a, a bi- I don't know if I want to call it a bias, kind of a bias, but like they have a, a certain angle that they put on stories a lot. Um. So yeah, we we should do that. Maybe maybe in a future episode we'll cover like rumors about the wedding. Yeah, I we like can, that. And we can talk about like the various rumors that have been out there, and you know how believable the sources are. For sure, both I like the that. reporters and the papers. Because sometimes mm-hmm. like a crazy paper will have a like an actual respected royals journalist do a story for them, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. So it's kind of crazy. I'll make a note of that. Um, 
But this, I hope this is true, this this particular Sun story. So I don't know, again, where this came from, but somebody, uh, they're reporting that soon after um, Harry and Meghan announced their engagement, um, a, a very famous celebrity um, reached out to Meghan and had a, to have a secret meeting with her. Um, and that person is Posh Spice, a.k.a. Victoria Beckham. And um, they are, according to the Sun, quote, becoming quite close, which, again, I don't know how that can happen because Megan was there and then she's not there anymore. But um, I would like to think that Posh Spice reached out to her and, you know, offered to form an, a deep and long lasting friendship. I think so. They're both very fashionable. They so. are. So I'm kind of hoping that this friendship will also blossom into Megan getting a few of her her clothing items to wear for engagements, or at least out in public. I would since that that has been. I, I think a lot of people want uh, Kate to wear Victoria Beckham, and she does have one of her handbags. But so far, I don't think she's worn any actual clothing from her before. Yeah, we'll have to see. But hopefully, they're talking about it. I mean, if I were Megan, I would be kind of geeking out because the Spice Girls were awesome, and I would also be asking her a lot of personal questions about David Beckham. Yeah, that seems about right. So I hope we will see them at the wedding then. Oh, yeah. Well, they were at Will and Kate's wedding. Um, And I remember that because uh, David Beckham wore his medals on the wrong side of his jacket. He did. (laughs) I did did not know that. He did. Well, it was like super obvious when he got in the room with all the other men who had. Because like he's been, I don't know, it's probably like an uh, MBE or OBE. I don't know which one. But he's been given some kind of like recognition for his contributions to, you know, Britain and um yeah he showed up and he had them pinned and so you see all the other men in the audience with theirs i think on their left side and he had his on his right or vice versa but he still looked hot so who cares yes that he did posh is wearing i'm looking at photos right now posh has a amazing bonkers hat not as bonkers as uh the um beatrice andrews yeah eugenie eugenie's uh toppers but still pretty bonkers so come back for the next running uh but yeah so for the next thing last week we had talked about (laughs) what (laughs) i'm just laughing i'm glad you're this is your realm of coverage now yeah you're the beat reporter for this uh so last week we reported that uh harry and megan sorry hit my microphone there for a second uh might be needing an unusual type of flavor for their wedding cake because apparently they just love banana. Apparently, so based off of a Instagram photo that Megan posted when she was when she and Harry were still kind of were secretly dating of two bananas like spooning, uh, and apparently they don't they search no more. They have found their vendor. A Dole wants to make their banana wedding cake, uh, so. <laughs> And they have tweeted a promise to them with a weird cartoon banana. <laughs> I can't look at Like, I want to frame it. I know. It's so weird. Yeah. Like, who? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, I don't know who. It's, yeah, so, it's so weird. So yeah, weird. so this, um, the, but the picture is, yeah, two bananas. One's got a crown, and then it's proposing with a pineapple ring to a really happy banana. And, and when you say pineapple banana. ring, you don't mean like a ring. You know how like when you have pineapple, you can get like pineapple in a can that's in a ring? 
It's it's like a ring with a full pineapple on yeah. top of it. <laughs> right. And the male pineapple has a crown. Or the male right. banana has a crown. Yeah. <laughs> Can we make this one of our Instagram photos to go yeah, out with absolutely. our post? Yeah, I'm going to... God. What so, is this? Yeah, so I just would like... Uh, the rumors of a banana wedding cake to continue because <laughs> we are getting gems like this. I know. I talk about talk about yeah. a successful social media campaign though. Right. Dole doesn't have much going for them. I mean they, they make fruit and you can Yeah, they Yeah. And by make fruit they grow fruit or at they least do. are a are a brand of a supplier of fruit. I think they grow <sighs> it. Yeah. And then so, they, so I hope that they do get to make this banana wedding cake, or at least I hope that they publish a recipe for a banana wedding cake that I can make. Yeah, that we could make um, to eat when we're watching. Yes. yes, no matter what, for our royal watching party, we will have some sort of banana cake. Which Even might if- just be my banana bread <laughs> recipe, because I don't really like banana cake that much. But I love that my banana sounds, bread yeah, recipe. Banana bread is super good. Yeah. That sounds uh, much better. But we'll so celebrate somehow. We'll have bananas in some fashion <laughs> at that celebratory day. Indeed. Oh, oh my god. Gosh. Okay, so there's that. I'm I love that story so yeah. much. Um <laughs> finally, uh just uh before we get to another little chunk here. So the last thing um that was kind of came out about Megan is that um there's a book in the works uh by Andrew Morton and he is the uh man who was uh, one of the biographers of Princess Diana. He's the guy who helped her kind of publish a memoir, like, and deflect the, like, uh, she effectively gave all the dirt and he wrote that. And then she was able to say, oh, I didn't give that dirt, but she did. Um, And it didn't come out that tell later that she was integral in that. But uh, this book is tentatively titled Megan, a Hollywood Princess. And it is going to come out in April of next year. So it is Jeez. like uh, he is typing so fast right now. And you might have had enough of Harry Potter references in this, but it's very reminiscent of like Rita Skeeter. Like, <laughs> OK, let's turn this out. Got to be the person who gets the big bucks. Like, got to be first to press. Um, mm. But he has written other books about, you know, royal figures besides Diana. There's one that he wrote about Will and Kate. Have you read that one? I can't remember. I have not. I haven't either. Um, I don't, I think it's probably got, it's probably the exact same as all the other books that came out around that time, Mm -hmm. uh, which is just kind of like an amalgamation of the publicly available information. And then some like university friends say dot, 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 like some weird tidbits that might or might not be. 100% 100% accurate. So Right. Yeah. I imagine, I feel like he's got, had to have started at least some of his research before the engagement, because I don't know how you really get, like, obviously you can just publish it, and you could literally just be like, I actually did nothing, but you already bought it. Well, and I, I'm sure. Or, like, publish just her Wikipedia page. I'm sure he did some research, because even if Harry didn't end up, um, like, marrying her, like mm-hmm. it that's for a later chapter that's for a chapter in another book that he would write later about Harry. Like I'm sure that there's, you know, information uh in Harry bi- biographies 
that he will write in the future that other people will write like about his past girlfriends. So like Chelsea Davy and Cressida Bonus or however yep. you say her name. Um, no, I believe that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm sure that people did research into them for these books because they were like, you know, serious girlfriends. And so I think that that, you know, even I'm sure even if, even before uh, an engagement was kind of seen as a sure thing, I think like people knew like, well, at least I'm doing valuable research that could come in handy someday. So one way or another, but we will maybe have to get that book when it comes out. Yeah. Hopefully he has uncovered some, I hope he hasn't been intrusive, but at least some interesting things about her because yeah, I still, you know, there's still lots to know about her and, I mean, not that we won't be finding those things out as she and Harry, you know, get married and she kind of forms her own role in the the royal family. But I always love, I do love a good little dish. So Me too. So we shall see. Yes, we shall. But yeah, so today, uh, so for the last couple episodes, we have asked you guys to... Uh, especially with the engagement of Harry and Meghan, uh, to send us kind of some topics that you guys are excited about or want to know more about. Uh, And we actually did get a couple listener uh, messages. So we just wanted to thank you guys uh, for your messages, your questions. Uh, We really appreciate it because it makes us, you know, we feel better when we know at least that we're going to bring in some topics. We hope that everything we talk about you find of interest, like banana cake. And (laughs) yeah, that really highly, highly important news right again other things (laughs) Uh, but we obviously want to make sure that we include you guys since we are so thankful for you all listening Uh, but yeah today we're going to kind of answer two questions we got so several of our our messages had several questions so we're going to try to cover um, we're going to cover two of the questions today and uh, in the future we hope to get to the other questions especially as we continue to learn more about uh, Harry and Meghan's wedding Right. Uh, yeah. So our first question comes from, we got a message from, their name was Sparkle. Hi, so Sparkle. Thank you, Sparkle. Yeah, thank you so much for your message. Uh, you had several uh, kind of questions, but today we're going to just quickly go, where is Megan? Yeah, where is she? Similar to Lupo <laughs> Watch, we don't have a we yes. don't have a nice handle for this one. But no, I thought about, I was like, should I sing like where... In the world is Megan Markle, but it didn't like as you guys just heard. It doesn't really it's, work that well. So it's hard with two two syllable names. Like you need Sandy San Diego. Oh, that's four. So you need like six syllables for it to work. Yeah. So I will work on that because I think we will. I think especially since Megan is going to be, they talked about how she's going to be visiting family and friends and kind of going on kind of a farewell to my old life tour. It kind mm-hmm. of sounds like I think we'll be having to, we'll be kind of updating you guys where where we find her until she becomes Prince uh, Henry of Wales, Princess Henry of Wales, I should say. Yes, we will. Um, I mean, we we can only report what's out there. Um, so this week we don't have too in depth of a of a an answer for you, but all reports indicate that she is currently in Los Angeles uh, with her mom, uh, Doria Ragland, and. So though her mom has been photographed out and about, um, you know, doing various things, Megan has not been photographed. So Mm -hmm. people are kind of just assuming that that she's uh, there with her mom, but it is possible that she has, um, you know, gone elsewhere to visit friends. 
Um, I don't think she has left the United States as of yet, um, but it's distinctly possible she jumped in a rental car and drove up, you know, Highway 1 in California, (laughs) you know, singing Party in the USA. I don't know. Um, But she is, you know, like you said, kind of doing this farewell tour. Maybe she's doing like a Britney Spears Crossroads uh, road trip. With a couple of For her sure. friends oh yeah. from growing up. Hopefully none of them is pregnant from rape. Like in that movie. Spoiler. Sorry. But if you're in any kind of dive karaoke bar um, in or around the West Coast, please keep an eye out for possible Megan sighting singing I Love Rock and Roll. Right. As covered by Britney Spears. As covered by <laughs> Megan. <laughs> That'd be the best. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I love that. I love that film. Again, maybe, it's a film. Yeah, but I, you know, maybe that will be part of the one day, the Meghan Markle, like, true story. Maybe that'll movie. be in the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so isn't we'll there keep a kara- updated. Well, isn't there a karaoke scene in the dumb Lifetime movie of Will and yes. Kate? Yes. Oh, my God. And then they so- kind of mocked that in the Royal Wee, but, like, in a really nice sweet way yeah like incorporated it into the fictional story yeah so the the lifetime movie if you have not seen there is a yeah karaoke scene where yeah uh, wills is singing to kate trying to win her back oh my god it's pretty bad uh but it that's what makes that movie so great i actually really really like that movie because it's so terrible Mm -hmm. i mean if you're if you're going to be a movie you like that, you have to either be so good or so bad. You, it's really like, I don't like it as much if it's walking the line, be like mm-hmm. a decent movie. I want it to just be ridiculous, and right, and that definitely is ridiculous. So <laughs> I love it, and we'll hopefully get to see again like a karaoke trip in the upcoming Megan um, story. But I'm interested in this other uh, listener, uh, this other answer to a listener email. So we got another um, communication from a listener named Maurice. And effectively, the question was, you know, we as Americans don't have like protocol. We talked about protocol when it came to, you know, Ed Sheeran messing up and touching Prince Charles. And part of this weird protocol is curtsying and bowing. But since Megan is a lady, she curtsies. Um, or she would curtsy. And so the question is, who is Megan supposed to curtsy to? I mean, when she's going to be meeting all of these new people, assume, you know, you can instinctually say, well, yeah, she's going to curtsy to the queen, even if she's not technically required to do so right now. Um, still probably going to do it for politeness and, you know, to impress the, the future grandmother-in-law. But there's all these rules. And so I'm interested to see who she may have to curtsy to. Yeah. So yes. Thank you, Maurice, for this question. Uh, You had mentioned, Maurice had mentioned that she, or he, I'm not sure, uh, had read a Daily Mail article as well. uh, And I read that one, but I think, so, and one of the reasons, another question was talking about is since she's an American citizen, does she have to curtsy to the queen? And, uh, that right now she does not have to that's one of the first things is that as an american you're not required or anything i mean even as a british citizen it's not illegal to if you don't curtsy obviously it's 
slightly disrespectful since, uh, you know, it's an established institution and a sign of respect. But if you don't respect it, you know, why would you do it in the first place? Uh, but yeah, Megan is not currently required. But yeah, once she does marry Harry and as a British citizen, uh, essentially it's all about uh, your rank, your birth, and who's there determines who you curtsy to. So, uh, for example, for Kate, when um, she first married William, the queen actually re kind of redid the rules for uh, curtsying. So it used to be that really all that mattered was your rank within, or at least the line of succession. So, for example, Prince William, you know, outranks Princess Anne mm-hmm. in the royal family because he's the heir to the throne, even though she is older than him right uh and so obviously if kate married once kate married william she would obviously outrank princess anne as the spouse uh so uh when once kate married in she actually changed uh and this is called the order of precedence in the royal family uh and that's talking about yeah kind of how the ranking works and how that dictates how you should greet uh, a member of the royal family is essentially for Kate now, instead of it just being, okay, I married William, so now I'm at the same level as as him, he also has to be there for Kate to kind of still in that that instance or that meeting or that event to be above them, where mm. she would not get curtsied to. So, for example, if Kate is at an event with Princess Anne and William is not there, she has to bow to Princess Anne. Or curtsy or just... Or, sorry, yeah, yeah. curtsy yeah. to Princess Anne. Because Princess Anne is a blood princess. Yeah, she is. And, exactly. And that same that same goes with Princess Beatrice and uh, Eugenie. Is, yeah, if since they are blood princesses, they outrank Kate when William is not there. Because it's only because of William that Kate, you know, has this established rank within the family. So if she's not there, she... If he's not there, Kate curtsies to Beatrice, Eugenie, Princess Anne, etc. If William is there, they curtsy to her. Hmm. Because then she has outranked them. So yeah, that's not confusing. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you keep it straight? (laughs) Or like, how do you know, like, if, what if like, you think William is there, and so, because that's what was on your agenda, and then, you know, Kate's like, oh no, I'm sorry, he got ill at the last minute. So you've curtsied to her, and then you're like, wait, it's just like curtsy go round right especially since these people know each other and so a lot of the times the it seems to me like these you know signet these are like more for the cameras than for like their own personal in or interpersonal relationships especially when it flips back and forth like this right and so it's kind of crazy and apparently they also do this in private okay as well so well i mean obviously we don't have a ton of you know, evidence of that because I'm getting like they have family photos that they publish like that. <laughs> Maybe it's like, you know how when you'll be driving and you're completely deserted and you'll just be like changing lanes and you'll still put your blinker on just because it's habit. Maybe mm-hmm. that's like what it becomes like might as well just do it because, I, you know, it, I want it to be second nature. So like when, when it's necessary, I do it. But, you know, I might as well right. just it's it's a curtsy. It's not that much of a an effort. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah. So for Megan, it will be kind of a similar uh, situation since K- Megan will outrank, uh, 
you know, Princess Eugenie and Beatrice in the order of succession, because Harry is still above them, it's also the same where she will need to curtsy to blood princesses Mm -hmm. if Harry is not there. But she will absolutely have to curtsy to Kate. Kate, uh, Sophie, Countess of Wessex, uh, and uh, and Camilla, because they all outrank her. Excuse me, not Sophie. I just I that I shouldn't have said that. Um, but anyone who outranks her, so you know, the Prince of Wales, Charles, Camilla, all anyone who's above her, right. even if they're not by birth, no matter what, if she's with. If Harry's not there or where. If William is not there. Oh my gosh, I am getting this all confused up. But yeah, so essentially, I know. Megan's going to have... Is... Megan, anyone above Megan. So that's Kate and Camilla. All the spouses. The yeah, all the all the yeah. non... So if you're just looking at the spouses, so like the non-royals by birth. So mm-hmm. looking at... um, Yeah, Camilla and then Kate... Those are the people that Megan will have to curtsy to regardless of whether Harry is there or not. Or whether, mm-hmm. or regardless, I should say, of whether William or Charles is there. Yep. As accompanying their spouses. But whether or not she has to curtsy to her uh, Princess Anne and to uh, Harry and Will's cousins, who are princesses by birth, that will be... Um, determined by whether or not harry is there exactly okay and then without harry she's not a princess <laughs> does she have to curtsy to princess charlotte and prince george that is a wonderful question uh i believe so because they would outrank her yeah that's what i'm thinking uh, but so one of the things is every so when um camilla married charles the queen actually updated this this order of precedence because at the time Sophie was the highest ranking royal besides the queen, female uh, member, and so she wanted. And so at that time, it was like, oh, is Sophie gonna need to curtsy to Camilla going forward and all that? And so she had to update the order of precedence to be like, yes, you need to now curtsy to Camilla because she is above you. So you mean the the highest royal spouse, right? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And royal so by marriage. Up- highest royal by marriage. That's what we'll call it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I think we'll probably hear about this probably being updated again because right now, obviously, Kate's not, you know, curtsying to her own children. I hope not. I don't. But, I don't think so. I hope. I really <laughs> hope she isn't. Um, right. Uh, yeah. But we'll see. Right. And the, and once Camilla married in, that's when uh, the queen changed the order of precedence that included this kind of blood princess or princess by birth kind of thing. And then it was set up again to kind of reiterate: okay, Kate is going to curtsy, but only if William is there. Is not there. Right shit (laughs) okay well again i mean i know that this hopefully listeners are following it's it is confusing um but yeah i think it just really is like imagine like a hierarchy like there's a list of people and then it like if there's like also conditional ifs so like you know what i don't know maybe there's like an interesting like tree or like a brat like chart that shows like a flow chart like 
you know, what does, I think what does Megan do one. if she encounters this person? Is Harry Whip in like in so if you say Megan to Kate and it'll be like curtsy all the time and then it'll be like Megan to Anne and is like is Harry there? Yes or no? If yes, Anne curtsies to Megan. If no, Megan curtsies to Anne. I'm sure that's there's something there's probably something out there like that or maybe once uh, the Queen announces you know what's going to happen with this order of things um or if she's going to change it then we can make a chart and put it put it out there because <laughs> that would be interesting to see yeah um but uh there was actually i was reading a telegraph article and there was actually a really kind of funny way that the order of precedence kind of is ridic- is is even more ridiculous uh, and this was affected Camilla and Sophie, or not, excuse me, Camilla and Princess Anne. So, for example, uh, Camilla, you know, will have to bow to Princess Anne if Charles isn't there. Right. Due to the blood princess, even though she is, you know, the highest ranking female member of, besides the queen. Right. Uh, so they talked about how there was an event in 2006 where Camilla was forced to wait outside an event because the order of precedence also determines who follows who in like oh, a walking right. line. So since Camilla was by herself and not with Charles and Princess Anne was late to this event, Uh-oh. she could not enter the event yet. So she had to wait outside in the rain until Princess Anne arrived and went before her. And then she proceeded to follow her in. <laughs> I'm really glad I'm not royal. And I think everyone around me is too, because I... I'm trying to improve myself with my punctuality, but that has been a challenge for me at times. <laughs> and so I'm pretty sure people are thrilled that they don't have to wait for me to go like into things, into places. Right, they can just get on with it. Yeah, they can just be like, oh, whatever. I'll... <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be a lot of pressure. And yeah. that is weird. Yeah. Hopefully, so, though, part- they, you know, could really just sit in their car and like play on goof off on their cell phone. Instead, right, but. but in 2006, there was not advanced enough technology. You're right, such iPhones things. hadn't been invented even yet, right? So, poor Camilla, I hope she had a book or she had one of those flip phones that you could play solitaire <gasps> or poker on. Do you remember oh, that? That's true, or like a Blackberry, those oh. were still mm-hmm. that was like a thing, that what was like had, the hottest thing. What if she had a Game Boy? <laughs> <laughs> I could see Camilla as a gamer because she's kind of a tomboy, so. I could definitely see that. Or she was just reading, like, the latest <laughs> issue of Horse and Hound or something. I don't know. Oh, that's true. Uh, Who knows? But, yeah. So that's uh, a long... I hope that helped in it kind of explaining, yes, who Kate or who Megan and who each of the members, or at least the princesses and the female members, and how they have to uh, bow to one another slash curtsy. Yeah. Um we don't hear too much about like what it is like for Anne's husband, you know, and who he has to bow to, mm-hmm. do we? But I mean, because right now he's the only one. I'm trying to think, like the only ma- like male spouse who has to probably deal with this. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if and when uh, Beatrice and Eugenie get married, kind of how that changes things as well. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, that that seems tough. Um, I would imagine that they wouldn't. 
I don't know. It seems like kind of a lot of work to be like, okay, you're here. You're not like, yeah. Cause they wouldn't become Prince. Would they, when they married? No, I don't. Yeah. Well, the, they're not right. Cause it's like, Anne's husband never became a Prince. Mm-hmm. I mean, marrying. So, cause it is like, you know, you have to be created a Prince unless you're born it. Like, so, um, it's not like, it is kind of sexist that way. Cause remember, well, this is an element of the crown, which is what we're going to talk about next. But it's a plot point that when Philip married Queen Elizabeth, he didn't become Prince Philip until she actually gave him that title. Right. Um, you have to be given that versus women. I think just automatically upon marriage to a prince um, are called technically like princess, uh, you know, William of Wales or princess, uh, henry of wales you know that's what they would be designated as um whereas i don't think it goes the other way around so we'll see but you know there's a chance they get created as an earl of something or other or mm-hmm. duke of some kind of minor minor county we'll see though um this whole title thing is kind of crazy and not very intuitive I was watching a, there was a TV show on PBS last night that came on and and it's like this British actress, Penelope Keith, and she is going around to various royal residences um, and like touring them. So it was really interesting because she went on the Britannia, which is docked up near uh, Glasgow now and like went through it and said, again, I had just been watching The Crown. It was really interesting, but um, she was meeting a bunch of like very like land or like title holders too and she was talking to this one guy and he like went through all his titles to her and it took him a good five minutes to go through all of them because he's like the duke of argyle and in scotland and then the duke of argyle in england and he like went on and on and on with all these crazy things that he has to like be known as so i'm sure that there's like other smaller things that uh if the princesses get married you know they can create for their spouses well yeah but once again thank you guys for your questions we'll um, try to get to a few more of them in our future episodes and uh i'm gonna turn it over to jenna to yes since you how you can contact since us. i have the I... information uh, memorized um you do <laughs> so again you can reach us uh various ways we are uh reachable via email at americrowndreams at gmail.com. We are on uh, Instagram and Facebook at americrowndreams, and we are on Twitter at americrowndream. And you can also uh, subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. It's a plural. It's a plural app. Um, I Yeah, I almost did it. I almost got through perfectly, but yeah, we'll see. But yeah, we really do love hearing from you. Um, it's nice to know. We like you know hearing from other people who have interest in this realm we're not the only weirdos no we're not weirdos well we're weirdos but not just because of this (laughs) right um so yeah we've we've gone we we're getting pretty up there in the episode so i don't think we'll spend too much more time on this um and we don't want to do any spoilers but we're going to turn now to a uh brief like overview of our thoughts on season two of the crown so far um, and again, so I'm going to repeat, we're not going to talk spoilers here, though we will, I will mention like a lot of the stuff is historical events 
And so we will talk about like what is happening kind of in the um, episodes in, in like the broad sense. So for example, we're going to talk about uh, the first few episodes. And so Prince Philip's royal tour on the Britannia. So that's, that's about the level we'll get into. We're not going to talk about specific twists or anything though. Um, so we don't want to, we know that not everyone has time to binge at this point. Yeah. So, so far, both of us have not finished the season. No, you have gotten how far? I have watched four episodes. Okay. Sadly, I wish I would have had more because I'll get to that in a moment, but. Well, yeah. And I've gotten to through eight of them. So I have two left and I will explain my reasoning also, but what is your, what's your general thoughts on the, the show? So far, I, so far I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I think this is a part of, I would say like the, so season one is a lot of information that I kind of already, obviously not everything about the crown is historically accurate, but I kind of generally knew how, you know, they met and, you know, they lived in Malta and, you know, her, her father died tragically at a much younger age and she ascended, Queen Elizabeth ascended the throne and, you know, kind of all that stuff. And so I'm really enjoying this season because it's giving me, I feel like, a different part of their life that I haven't focused on as much and don't know as much about. So I'm actually really enjoying the four episodes that I've gone through so far and, um, the focus on uh, kind of all the characters and their place and places in kind of this world that's been created now that Elizabeth has, you know, kind of established herself as more than just that really young woman being queen. She she's now just like that boss lady. I agree. Um, I also, you know, they're covering a lot of world events this season that I don't know as much about. Um, mm-hmm. Similarly, like, you know, so when we started or in the season one, you know, it kind of goes all over the place because there are flashbacks, but it starts effectively with her wedding to Prince Philip and then goes through, you know, her father's death and her coronation. And it ends, um, you know, they do cover some um, political events that I didn't know too much about or some some interesting aspects of British history, like that fog episode. Um, I remember that, and I thought that was really a good episode, except for I didn't care for the random killing of convenient female plot device, whatever right. her name was. Um, like, she was the one that worked for Churchill. Churchill. Right? Yeah, like that was yeah. just a weird, weird way. I mean, it was manipulative and dumb, because you're supposed to think that she's going to be something and it's like oh nope she just was here to represent your hopes and dreams and like give churchill who's had plenty of moments another moment it's like come on calm down showrunners let's not write this fictional woman just to be your convenient death plot device anyway i'll stop but i mean i didn't know about that whole fog thing and i i love watching this show with wikipedia open um and kind of like following the the you know pieces of history and learning more about them that I, that I didn't get taught in school or haven't run across. So like season one ends um, with like the whole uh, thing where president Nasser, you know, assumes power in Egypt and we see the ramifications of that to uh, England in episode one of this um, season. And again, like there's the whole 
talk about like the Suez Canal. Well, I know that I know like where that is, um, but I didn't really understand that what that conflict was about. Um, and so, you know, that's something I just like immediately click on and read about. And I think it's really interesting um, that I get to learn about these things through watching mm-hmm. it. Um, I'll just stick to my impressions of the first four episodes because I don't want to, again, spoil too much. But um, uh, I think the first thing I wrote down, because I'm taking, I started out taking kind of notes on this because I wasn't sure how long we'd talk about it. But um, after I can just say this, I immediately wanted to throw the Crown's version of Philip off of a ship. (laughs) I just wanted to throw him into the Atlantic Ocean. Again, I don't know that this is, and that's the other tricky thing with this is like, these are real people, but like, obviously fictionalized versions of their lives. So I can't say whether or not Prince Philip really was that much of an ass, but um, the show Philip, who I'm talking about, is just a piece of crap and he is the worst and I hate him. And it's like, boo-hoo, oh no, oh, yeah, take a back seat to my wife. I definitely didn't marry her, specifically knowing that one day she would have to assume this role. And it's not like, it's like, oh, I'm from a royal family, so I have a, an intimate knowledge of what uh, power can do and how much it can consume your entire life. It's like, shut up. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so dumb. And it, it makes him look stupid, which I don't think Prince Philip is particularly stupid, like the the real person, like I mean, he's got his issues, and he, you know, he puts his foot in his mouth. But like, he's I don't think he's dumb, and this show kind of makes him dumb looking because I don't know. But anyway, I don't know. I was in. Yeah, I it it's beautiful. That's the other thing yes. I'll say. Um, it's really just gorgeous to look at. Yeah, they've definitely continued the 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 high quality. You get. Uh, yeah, the first season gave us. You can definitely see the money. Oh yeah, because uh, like I mean, I went on a tour of Buckingham Palace and it looks the same. Like they mm-hmm. they did such a good job recreating the sets, and they did a really good job recreating various pieces of clothing and jewelry and stuff too. Um, yeah, there's there's one scene in particular. I'm not gonna that there's two people kind of having a quarrel, and there was like like just the presence of how they lighted the room i was just like this is just art yeah just watching this like you don't even need to say anything and i already totally understand what's going on yeah but speaking of people not saying anything i also will say my claire foy is such a good actress Mm -hmm. she can say more with i mean again no lines than most of the other actors on the show she's so good And again, one of my think one of my big criticisms of this is that like we don't really see much of who Elizabeth is. Like we don't get to see her have a lot of conversations um, with people. We hear about these conversations secondhand a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I, but again, I kind of understand it. Like you can, I feel like you as a showrunner writing about this most famous woman in the world have more Liberty playing with like the narratives of other people and like giving them, you know, motivations behind their actions. Whereas you don't necessarily want to come invent those types of stories about the queen who's Mm -hmm. still alive. And, you know, you know, it's a little bit trickier. Um, But like, 
she will have to react to a lot of things. And Claire Foy just does a really good job of kind of like, I don't know, suppressing her emotion, but yet showing her, her emotion. And like, I don't know. It's really good. I just could watch. I could watch her for hours. And I'm kind of mad that yeah. she's not in it more. Because right. I don't care about Philip. Well, we will obviously get to the finale of this season soon enough, um, which is sad because, yeah, Claire Foy will not be continuing on as the queen for the next uh, season. Yeah. As as uh, obviously Elizabeth will continue to age and they have recasted. So I Oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking on who they casted for. I can't remember her name uh, either. She is uh, great, though, and she... Oh, what is she in? She's in um, Hot Fuzz. Olivia Coleman. Yeah. That's who it is. Olivia Coleman. Again, I just know her because she's in Hot Fuzz, which is like... She is. (laughs) She's great in that movie. She is. So she knows Uh, what it's like to be a woman in in a, a man's world. That's probably, they saw that movie and they were like, we found our Liz. Yep, Doris. You could do with a bit of manpower, <laughs> couldn't you, Doris? <laughs> Sorry. I love yeah, that movie. So we will, yeah, so we will continue. We'll, we'll give some impressions once we're both done with the season. I will try to catch up soon enough. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll wait, I think, a little bit before we cover it because we don't want anyone to miss out on Right. And, and, and is, or we'll give proper notice that we're about to talk about spoilers and you can and we'll do it so you're easily able to not listen to it. Yeah. We'll, by either shutting it off or, you know, putting it at the end of the episode. So you can just be like, OK, I listened to all of our news and now they're going to do spoilers. So I'm done with the episode for today. Right. So we'll do that uh, in an upcoming thing. Um, in the meantime, though, I would like to plug a couple of fun recaps that I've been reading along the way because um, I do always like to hear other people's perspectives on epi- on television episodes like this especially when it's like covering historical events um, so uh, the Fug Girls who run Go Fug Yourself they're doing um, their recaps they're not doing them on their website I can't remember where they're doing them Pre- uh, is it previously.tv is that what it is called um, I think that's what it's called. Google. Yes. Previously.tv. Um, and they are doing their, what they did last season, which is alternating. So one that each write kind of alternating episodes. And I find that my personal views on the series align probably most closely with how they're writing about it. Um, another person who's doing uh, good recaps is Nicole Cliff, who is the former, uh, co-editor of The Toast. She's um, doing recaps over at Decider. And then um, another final plug is uh, this one just started publishing today, but at um, The Crown Jeweler, which is a blog that does a lot about, you know, the the fun jewelry aspects of uh, royal families. They are doing recaps, and those ones have um, are really helpful for me because they cover the, like, historical events and kind of fact check the timeline um, a little bit. And then they also talk about like um, the costume, the jewelry that is part of the costumes on the show and um, 
compare them to real life and they will accurately say like, oh, in this scene, Elizabeth wearing this particular tiara, but the necklace is clearly like, we don't know. That's not a real like known piece of jewelry owned by the queen. Like those, those look like the Cambridge emeralds in the front foreground of that particular scene. Like it's really detailed and great work there. So those are my three plugs for other people. If you want to Mm -hmm. hear, um, thoughts on what's happening but cool yeah all right this has been a longer episode it has but i may cut part of my explanation of curtsy well i i definitely talked about it and repeated myself a few times but i'll listen to it again and we'll see (laughs) it's confusing it is so it was a good question it was a great very good question because we don't even know Um, what the answer is but uh, we'll see if I can maybe cut some of that out. So who knows? Maybe you won't get the full episode or I'll cut this out. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but as always, yeah. we really appreciate everyone listening and um, get in touch with us. Um, again, I'll just repeat the email address at AmericanDreams yeah. at gmail.com. And we hope we will talk to you again next week. Um, we'll be doing some, I, I think it might be next week or the following week we'll be Uh, maybe covering a little bit about what Christmas is like for the royal family. So we and then covering actually the royal family's Christmas. Yeah, as well as that. So um, we'll keep you posted on any uh, romantic hand holding occasions that that arise. But yeah, have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.